Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Dirt Radio. Organic. Friends of the Earth. Activism. Underground. Political action. Necessary. Wind farms. Indigenous struggles. Land rights. Anti-nuclear. Nanotechnology. Climate change. Coal barons. Mining magnates. Activists. Educating. Communities. Transforming. Communities. Mobilising a sustainable planet. Get involved now. Friends of the Earth. Friends of the Earth. Friends of the Earth. Dirt Radio. Good morning and welcome to Dirt Radio program about grassroots activism run by Friends of the Earth on 3CR. I'm Claude Gallois and we're broadcasting from beautiful Wurundjeri country in Collingwood, Victoria. From the river to the sea, always was, always will be. The struggles faced by Palestinian people are linked to the struggles that First Nations people here are facing as well. It's a good opportunity for settlers here in so-called Australia to reflect on ongoing colonial violence and our complicitness. If you're standing up for Palestine, you need to be standing up for First Nations people here and vice versa. Make sure to check out our social media for all the First Nations and Palestine actions and events happening this week. Today, I'm speaking to Amin from Melbourne City Council for Palestine, who organised the action outside the city of Melbourne last Tuesday as council debated a motion in support of a ceasefire in Palestine. Amin is a son and grandson of Palestinian refugees from Tiberias and Janine. Amin's purpose in life is to liberate Palestine with a dream to return to Palestine as a free man. Welcome to the show, Amin. Thanks for having me. It's great to have you here. So we're seeing absolutely heartbreaking footage from Gaza every day on the atrocities of Israel against the Palestinian people. More than 29,000 Palestinians have been murdered and 85% of the population has been displaced. The trauma and grief is completely unfathomable. Before we jump into last week's action, could you tell us a bit about the current situation in Gaza? Absolutely. Um, Just before that, I just want to reiterate exactly what you said, the acknowledgement of country. Um, I recognise that this is Indigenous land, always was, always will be Aboriginal land, just as Palestine always was, always will be Palestinian land. So the situation in Gaza has reached um, unprecedented levels of catastrophe that I think many of us have not seen in our lives. The north of Gaza has not seen any aid trucks received since January 23rd. One in six children are severely malnourished. We are see, uh, there used to be 200 trucks a day entering Gaza, at some, and then after I believe it's after the ICJ provisions, it's gone down to 53 trucks a day crossing the Rafah border. One and a half million people concentrated into Rafah at the moment, which is the size of Melbourne CBD. So you can imagine that it's extremely concentrated. And now that Israel is conducting a ground invasion, you can uh, only imagine the level of massacre and the the atrocities that uh, will be unfolding. Uh, Rafah border remains to be very tightly held. There are still Israelis who are protesting and holding up Eight trucks from going in, which is then leading to a lot of the a lot of that aid is either being expired or being held for too long. That is, we're just seeing a massive backlog of trucks, so the situation is absolutely dire. It's something that none of us has probably seen in our lifetime. Yeah, absolutely. It's 
absolutely just yeah heart-wrenching and the level of catastrophic hurt and just it's almost it's hard to believe that it's happening but we're seeing it every single day um and hopefully the fact that we're seeing it live from our phones every single day is actually going to get more people to join the cause for Palestine and show up to rallies and actions and keep on putting that pressure on for our governments to cut ties with Israel. So, yeah, thanks again so much for joining us today. Um, So I was at the action you organised last week and there was over 200 people at the front of the Melbourne Town Hall. It was such a fantastic show of solidarity for Palestine. Can you tell us a bit about this action? Absolutely. So this is uh, basically off the back of many of the council motions that we've been seeing being passed around Victoria from Mary Beck, Darabin. So uh, this is also just a, some, a motion in solidarity with the people in Gaza and recognizing um, the, the community sentiment about the cat- catastrophe in Gaza. That's what the motion is. It's to recognize the community sentiment about the catastrophic situation in Gaza. And so that was the motion that was tabled at the last Melbourne City Council meeting. Uh, it really, it, there was really, a key, the key elements of it is that it's calling for a ceasefire and to the siege, allowing humanitarian aid in, uh, condemning all forms of discrimination, uh, vilification and racism, including anti-Semitism and Islamophobia, abiding by international law and ICJ provisions, uh, condemning the building of settlements, the release of all hostages held in uh, held by Hamas and the release of all prisoners that are held without charge in Israel. And there may have been one more element that I may have forgotten. However, as you can, the the motion in of itself was very peaceful, very humanitarian focused. It it was pretty much about ensuring that the that we are being recognized and acknowledged for the trauma that we have had to witness as Palestinians and as allies of what's unfolding in Palestine. And so that really is what, and so uh, at that last council meeting, it was tabled and I was really astounded by the level of support that was shown. There was, um, I was told there was hundreds, potentially over a thousand emails in support of the motion being sent to councillors. Amazing. There has been um, over 3000 petition signatures and that's combined online and physical. And all, obviously the over 200 people that have showed up in solidarity. Uh, what we did was that we actually broadcasted the council meeting live outside of the town hall on a large TV screen with speakers. So obviously there's limited space to enter the meeting. So we allowed for people outside the opportunity to watch it live. Went on for three and a half, three hours and a bit. And, um, this, and we actually got massive support from the council such that we actually got five councils to vote in support of the motion five councils voted against the motion uh, with the deciding vote being the deputy mayor Reese casting the deciding vote against the motion, quite shameful. Uh, However, I do wanna say that the fact that we were able to bring a motion to Melbourne City Council and split the vote halfway, that in of itself is quite a remarkable achievement. A huge success, definitely. The amount of moving speeches that the public shared as well during that debate was just, yeah, really really amazing the amount of support and the amount of work and effort and and despite the absolutely shameful outcome of the council um not passing that motion the fact that we had such an amazing um show of solidarity from the public goes to show that that is not the sentiment of the public melbourne city council's push down of that motion does not represent what we care about 
and it only has kind of like added to the fire of support for Palestinians because it was such an amazing show of support that day. Absolutely, absolutely. And it really was, and you absolutely hit the nail on the head there, is that it was all about reflecting community sentiment. The community sentiment was very visible on the day of the motion with the number of people that came out and showing in solidarity and in support of the motion. And uh, they, unfortunately, that the councillors, a lot of them didn't reflect community sentiment, rather they just uh, voted in favour of their donor interests. Yeah, it's a real shame. We'll be back right after this announcement. What's taking place in Palestine is horrendous. The people of Gaza who have survived ethnic cleansing, three wars and a 16-year siege are now facing the biggest attacks ever mounted against them. This will only stop if governments like ours demand that it stop. Here are some ways that you can keep yourself informed and involved. Listen in to Palestine Remembered every Saturday morning at 9.30am or listen to the podcast. Join the APAN mailing list at apan.org.au for updates, news about actions you can get involved in and where you can donate to provide humanitarian assistance. Listen to other news and current affairs programs on 3CR that also cover Palestine. The oppression of the Palestinian people has been going on for 75 years. It has to stop. You can be part of making that happen by staying informed and active. APAN is a proud supporter of 3CR. And we're back in the studio with Amin from uh, Melbourne City Council for Palestine. So unfortunately, the council did not vote in favour for this motion, but their reasoning was because it was apparently going to be divisive, quote-unquote, which is absolutely ridiculous, and also that they don't comment on international affairs, but we know that they have in the past. Can you tell us a little bit about this? Yeah. Uh, To be honest, both excuses, really. Um, Melbourne City Council has a long history of um, getting intervening with international affairs. Uh, The earliest that we can go back is up to uh, 1990, where they hosted um, Nelson Mandela in their chambers, and they, uh, they awarded him with an honorary Freeman Prize. Uh, and that was even before South Africa became the democracy that it is today. This was still in the apartheid regime. And so obviously a more recent example is the Ukraine motion, which uh, um, which was passed very quickly um, in, support, in support of Ukraine. And they cut ties with sister city, St. Pe- Petersburg. Uh, what we're seeing now is that the reasons for so for any council that says not we shouldn't intervene in international affairs, that, you know, recent history is contradicts your point there. Yeah. Secondly, to say that it's divisive is completely untrue. With not only just within our speakers at the motion meeting, but also people outside. We had people all walks of life. We had Palestinians. We had Arabs, Anglo-Saxons. For the speakers inside, we also had Greeks, Italians, queer people. There is no movement that has brought more people from different ethnicities, creeds, sexualities from all walks of life, like the Palestinian movement. And that was made very clear that night, last Tuesday. What I also want to highlight is that it's interesting that they say it's very divisive when we actually say in the motion that we condemn all forms of vilification discrimination. So that's contradictory to what the motion is saying. And I think that as a society that is condemning discrimination, we should call out 
and we should call out all of those forms, including anti-Palestinian rhetoric. And so this isn't a pretend niceness or pretending to get along society. It's about solidarity, but also making sure that we're standing together, calling out any injustices. Uh, final point I'd like to make, the pro, the people who opposed that motion and that sat at the and the, that made speeches against the motion sat at the front uh, were a majority white people and a lot of them were of the mature demographic. So um, we showed our diversity and our multiculturalism with our speakers. They did not. All excuses. Totally. I mean, I'm not surprised there. Um, and I think you're right. Like the fact that the campaign to support Palestine has brought so many different people together is just amazing. Like, yeah, even you can see it when you go to the rallies on Sunday, like you can see there's people from all walks of life there. It's just awesome. And I wanted to ask as well, I know that um, you mentioned earlier, seven councils in Victoria have already passed motions to support Palestine. Um, Mary Beck, Mary Benong, Dandenong, Yara, Hume and Wyndham, which is awesome. Can you tell us a bit about why it's so important for us to put pressure on all levels of government to take a stand for Palestine? Absolutely. So uh, what you'll hear a lot of the um, the larger media outlets say is that uh, why would Israel just stop doing what it's doing based off Dandenong or Mary Beck passing a motion? That's not we're not we're not saying that the genocide will end because a council has passed a motion. Uh, what what it is the purpose of these council motions is that the council is the closest elected body to its constituents. We can attend those council meetings. We can ask questions face to face. You can't do you can't really do that uh, on a state or on a federal level platform where you can in a council. And so being the being that elected body that's closest to their constituents. When they pass a motion that is reflecting community sentiment, and then they make a statement or they send a statement to Canberra and say, hey, we are listening to our constituents here in, for example, Melbourne City Council, and we're saying, this is what our people are telling us to tell you. We're telling you, show solidarity with the Palestinians, call for a ceasefire, end the siege on Gaza, allow humanitarian aid, and condemn all the settlements, and abide by ICJ provisions. That's why it's so important. It's all of these councils showing showing solidarity and adding pressure, each and every single one of them, so that the pressure accumulates. Then Canberra changes its position based on the community sentiment and the community's position. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. And I think um, the fact that, you know, often it can be tricky to get a meeting with your local MP, but often councils can be a bit more of an accessible way to have your voice heard in government. And so it's really listening to the grassroots. And if the, if councils are able to listen to their communities and continue to push that pressure up through the levels of government, um, there's such a big opportunity there for creating change. I'm here in the studio with Amin from City of Melbourne for Palestine. We'll be right back after this announcement and a song called Long Live Palestine by Loki. Stand in solidarity with Palestine this Sunday. With the most devastating attack ever launched on the people of Gaza, it's time for all of us to stand in solidarity with the Palestinian people. Israel has waged war on the Palestinians for the last 75 years. The Nakba, ethnic cleansing, occupation of the West Bank, East Jerusalem and Gaza. Israel has now imposed a total blockade on Gaza and declared war. 
stopping food, electricity and fuel and launching an all-out attack. We have to mobilise to show our support for Palestine. 12pm, State Library, this Sunday. Rally to demand freedom and justice for Palestine. No war on Gaza. Free Palestine Melbourne is a 3CR supporter. This is for Palestine, Ramallah, West Bank, Gaza. This is for the child that is searching for an answer. Wish I could take your tears and replace them with laughter. Long live Palestine, long live Gaza. Palestine, Ramallah, West Bank, Gaza. This is for the child that is searching for an answer. Wish I could take your tears and replace them with laughter. Long live Palestine. While we listen to tunes made by ignorant fools Israel blocked the UN from delivering food They bring in the troops and you won't even glimpse of the news They make money off the products that we're quick to consume And it's not simply a question of differing views Forget emotions, this is facts, what I spit is the truth Makes no difference if you're a Christian or if you're a Jew They're just people living in different conditions to you They still die when you bomb their schools Mosques and hospitals, it's not because of rockets Please God, can you stop this all? I'm not related to the strangers on the TV, but I relate, cause those strangers could have been me, words could never ever explain the raw tragedy, it's not a war, they're just murdering more rapidly, and we are automatically supporting pure savagery, imagine how you feel if this was your family. In my heart forever We stand for peace Times of war We shan't surrender Remember It didn't start In this dark December Every coin is a bullet If you're Marks and Spencer And when you're sipping Coca-Cola That's another pistol In the holster Of them soulless soldiers You say you know about The Zionist lobby But you put money In their pocket When you're buying their coffee Talking about revolution Sitting in Starbucks The fact is That's the type of thinking I can't trust Let alone Even start to respect Before you talk Learn the meaning of that scarf on your neck Forget Nestle, Obama Promise Israel 30 billion over the next decade They're trigger happy and they're crazy Think about that when you're putting Huggies nappies on your baby And we're back in the studio with Amin from Melbourne City Council for Palestine. So we're seeing all these different types of activism, whether that's putting pressure on all levels of government, stopping Israeli trade through blockades or boycotts, sanctions and divestments. Can you tell us a bit about why it's so important we're doing all of these different things? Absolutely. So there's a difference between showing power and then building power. So showing power is that you attend all these actions, you attend the protests, the rallies, the vigils. Building power is being able to come together for a movement and then having a specific action that you are trying to push for. And so that's like joining a team for this 
the council motions, joining a team that's pushing BDS, joining a team that is pushing for um, meeting with MPs, whatever it may be. So it's all very important because we need to, in, to be able to influence or dismantle the Zionist war machine. We have to do it on the political stage and also on the economic stage. And so the political stage is the council motions, is talking to the MPs, influencing them. The economic stage, that's where you're blockading the weapon, the weapon manufacturers or any of the Zim shipping lines. All of those is added pressure and it's putting pressure on our government to take a position that is more pro-Palestine and less pro-Israel because it's a genocidal war machine. That's what we're seeing there. And so it's so important for us to actually be a part of those uh, movements and be a part of those action groups because that is what will lead to effective change. South Africa apartheid didn't, didn't get dismantled because there was behavior change. It got dismantled because it was too expensive to operate as an apartheid state. They weren't playing in sports and sports games. They weren't invited to sports tournaments. Sanctions were put on. Economic trade was going down. And so that's the that's a similar approach we're trying to take in this instance with Palestine and Israel. Absolutely. And I think it's really going to take a global movement in basically cutting off Israel from trade and from having relations with other countries is going to really be the only way to put that real pressure on them when it starts affecting their economy, when it starts affecting their um, position on a global scale. That is really going to be a huge, huge win. And hopefully we can do that as quickly as possible because we really need to keep that pressure up and make it really clear to them that this is not okay on a global scale, that we are seeing this genocide unfold and there is absolutely no excuse for it. And it's going to have material consequences for you on the global scale. Like we really need to push that forward. And um, it's been amazing seeing so many actions happening, especially around NAM in Melbourne, all the blockades against um, the shipping containers and weapons manufacturers and everything. It's been awesome. So we've been talking about the action that happened outside of the city of Melbourne last week. Um, and I interviewed a few people who were at that action and I thought I'd share just a few little clips of people talking about why they were there and why they were supporting the cause for Palestine. So I'm going to play that now and we'll be right back. I feel like the community is doing all we can and we want the leaders to start doing something. Uh, my name is Torrent Woodard, I live in West Melbourne and I'm here because I think firstly I'm a human and then secondly after that I believe in civil rights and I think the, the treatment of the Palestinians is probably the worst case I've seen in my life, or the extent of it and the length of time it's gone, gone on. And I was reading about this in the 80s, so these people have suffered for a really long time. I am Angela Malloy Murphy, and I'm a lecturer at one of the larger universities, and I feel like my university is complicit in this, and the students have been incredible leaders in this movement and in many others in Melbourne, and I'm taking their lead. Not only is it helping to raise awareness and everything like that, but I think it's actually helping us as people because we like seeing people united. Everyone's there for the same intention, same belief. Everyone becomes like your brother and sister there, even if you don't know them. I reckon, in a way, 
Melbourne has to cause disruption. My name's Caitlin. I'm here with some other friends and we, we think it's really important that this stops. It's such, it's just absolutely horrendous what's going on and um, trying to do our part. I've been seeing these horrendous images and it's deeply distressing and you want to try and do as much as you can and I suppose this is my tiny, tiny little step in helping as much as I possibly can. You don't need to be Palestinian to have a sense of, for the injustice, you know, there's a, there's, there's a very human aspect to it and, you know, most people from the Global South are touched by war and, you know, affected by genocide, you know, there's multiple genocides going on around the world right now that just no one's talking about, so, you know, and even just, I, I think it's just very easy to relate to it, like, you know, my family uh, left their country to escape war. And we were privileged to be able to do that, whereas others weren't so fortunate. So, you know, there's that aspect of it as well. But I think that um, the social media has a, a big role to play in it as well. You know, just being able to see essentially in real time what's going on on the ground in Gaza through, you know, people like Motez's Instagram channel uh, is just really a game changer, essentially. I mean, I feel like this is why migrants and refugees are so ready to back this cause and why Gen Z and, you know, millennials are as well. My name is Sue Bolton. I'm here in solidarity. I'm also a counsellor for Socialist Alliance and the Meribet Council. And I think it's really important for councils to stand up when federal politicians and state politicians are refusing to acknowledge that there's a genocide happening in front of our eyes. And I believe peace is everyone's business. Um, doesn't matter whether you're in a union, some sort of community group, some sort of religious organisation or a council or whatever level of government you're at, it is everyone's business to try and stop a genocide happening. And that's why I think it's really important for the council to stand up, to build the pressure on governments around the world, including our own, to stop arming Israel and stop, uh, stop being com complicit in the genocide, because our own government is helping Israel carry out the genocide. And I'm back in the studio here with Amin from City of Melbourne for Palestine. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Um, so I wanted to ask you one final question today, which is how can our listeners get involved in more solidarity actions for Palestine? Absolutely. Uh, what I would urge listeners is to join an action group, uh, whether it's specific to your council um, if it's the BDS movement, volunteer for Free Palestine Melbourne, whatever it may be, join an action group and help them reach whatever target it is that they're trying to obtain. Uh, I, and, and I know that with across a lot of those actions, there are volunteers required for, for those groups. Um, the most common one and the one I like to push most is marshalling. Marshalling is the most, I would say probably the highest priority in terms of uh, in terms of the volunteer base, because they ensure the safety of our rally attendees across all those actions, and uh, it's obviously with so many actions happening, the number of marshals has been decreasing because it, it does get tiring. So I would urge people marshal, marshal, marshal. Uh, there's a lot of ways you can also get involved. So you can go around postering or pamphleting for whatever rallies that are happening on a local level in your council or even for the weekly rallies every Sunday. 
I would also urge them that if they'd like to get involved in, in the rally, they can also help with campaigning. So that, and, you know, I lead the campaigns team. And what we do is that we go around, we collect petition signatures, uh, we hold QR codes for APAN campaigns, BDS campaigns, the BDS Checker Super campaign. The, when you, these are the things that will lead to changes when you get people to undertake, to partake in those actions. So, what if, if I could just summarize it, get involved with a group, uh, which is actually trying to obtain a target, marshal if you can, uh, and also get involved within the rally, the weekly rallies, this rally organizing team. So you can, uh, if they want to get organized on who, who they can talk to, reach out to Free Palestine Melbourne, uh, or just get in contact with me on Instagram. Amazing. Thank you so much for being here today, Amin. Um, you've been listening to Dirt Radio on 3CR. And we're going to leave you with this song called Free Palestine by Ambassador.